0: Welcome to Latitude, the show for freelancers, founders, and creators about all the non-business parts of running a successful business. Last week, I spoke with Jason and Caroline Zook. Jason and Caroline run Wandering Aimfully. They provide non-boring business coaching, and they definitely live up to that description. But most of what stood out in this conversation was around the mindset and approach that they've had since far before creating Wandering Aimfully last year. They've both faced and overcome their own versions of burnout, Which has led to much of what they're doing now. So, in this episode, we'll talk a little about burnout and its negative and positive effects. And then we'll look at how Jason and Caroline have leaned into their own personalities and strengths, owning your weird, as Jason says. The core part of this has been a constant mindset of experimentation. And experimentation has been core to both of their businesses for a long time. Jason has sold his last name, wrote a fully sponsored book, and wore t shirts for money. And Caroline has created a number of courses and templates. And more importantly, built the physical and mental space for her own creativity and experimentation. Not all of their projects were successful, but it was the combination of all of them that led to what they're doing now.
1: Honestly, waking up to the fact that experimentation and trying things and evolving based on who we are as people at that different season of life is so core to what both of us do. And so that's maybe a takeaway that I would even share with people is like to focus less on the what of like what the the product is and more of like, What is that through line? What is the underlying um, thread that weaves everything together? And for us, it wasn't the experiment itself. It was the mindset of experimentation.
0: There are two parts that I want to pull out of this focus on experimentation. The first is experimentation itself. I think we can all benefit by thinking about everything in business and life as an experiment. Through being more attached to the process rather than the outcome, it encourages shipping more and it builds your intuition. It also builds your courage and confidence when things don't go well. A failed experiment is not a complete failure, it just means that you have to modify and retest. And then when things do go wrong, it's less demotivating because the overall goal hasn't really changed, it's just that particular experiment. And then the second part of this focus on experimentation is just the fact that they have a guiding principle goal or mission that informs almost everything they do. In addition to making your work more personally motivating, Taking a stand on something like this also means that it'll be easier to find the people that take a similar approach. If you have coworkers or employees that are also bought into the overall mission, business relationships become a lot easier. The disagreements start to be around smaller, more tactical questions rather than the overarching goals or approach. And then next we have burnout. I think it's important to point out here that so much of the sustainable and intentional approach to business that Jason and Caroline support comes from their own struggles. Jason built his I Wear Your Shirt business to over a million dollars in revenue, but that pursuit of growth led to challenges even years later. It also eventually led to how they approached their new business, too.
1: I just was burnt out. I couldn't look at a video camera. I, I wouldn't, When I would pick up a DSLR camera, I would just get angry. I would look at it and just feel like this thing was just an awful piece of my life for the past couple of years. And only now, about six years later, am I actually enjoying filming videos again. But I even find myself not wanting to go the extra mile in videos. Like I don't want to film all the B-roll and all the other things because I know I'm going to fall back into some some behaviors and some things where I was led to to having all that burnout. So yeah, for me, burnout was really just about the creation. It was also about the managing of things. It was a a lot of, like I said, hot stove moments that I ran into. And it's really proven to be helpful in the long term. But in the short term, man, it sucks. (laughs) And it feels like you're never going to get out of it. But you do.
0: Recently, I've been working with a startup attempting to improve employee burnout. So I've been doing a lot of research about exactly what is burnout, what causes it, and how we can overcome it. One particular tool for identifying it is called the Maslach Burnout Inventory. The burnout inventory asks a number of standardized questions around your feelings at work. It then takes the answers to those questions to create scores around cynicism, exhaustion, and lack of professional efficacy. We generally think of burnout as just being exhausted but it's really more than that. You can hear from Jason's story that it led to an ongoing feeling of cynicism around the video content he was creating. So it wasn't just that Jason was working too much, but with how quickly the business was growing, he had less efficacy or control over the direction it was going. Whether you work for yourself or someone else, it's easy to feel like you have so many competing obligations, but often these obligations are self-imposed. How can we revisit these personal and professional obligations And what results and benefits are you getting from specific things that you feel obligated to do? Some of them should definitely stay, but some of them might not need to. In the original episode, which is linked in the show notes, Caroline shares her more recent burnout story too, and I thought it was interesting to see some of the differences and the similarities. Like myself, Caroline relies really heavily on regular routines, but it can often be easy to forget those or just get more relaxed about it when things are going well. But for people like me and Caroline, those routines are why things are going well. So it's important to revisit the routines that are beneficial to you, but at the same time realizing that it's different for everyone. And that kind of goes back to the experimentation aspect of it too. For Jason, he relies a lot less on routines, but he still mentioned that he specifically plans in downtime. Whether it's burnout, exhaustion, or just feeling disconnected from work, These things are never fun, but they can be helpful in better understanding yourself, your limits, and your strengths. There are a lot of tools in cognitive behavioral therapy and other fields that can be really helpful in these areas, but the biggest one for me has just been sitting, recognizing the thought patterns you're having, and not judging or trying to avoid or change them. By recognizing the symptoms and the causes of burnout, it becomes easier to overcome them. And then finally, I want to talk about Owning Your Weird. Own Your Weird is the name of Jason's new book, But it's also a larger ethos around picking out the things that are unique about yourself and using them to your advantage.
1: There are so many people doing so many things and rarely are any of us inventing new ways to do things. And this is coming from a person who tried to get paid to wear t-shirts for a living, sold my last name, fully sponsored book, sold my future. All of those things are unique to a degree, but some of them have been done other ways before. The unique part of it is that there's like a twist or a different angle on them, or I'm putting myself into it and I'm a unique person and I'm highlighting what's unique about me. And that to me is the whole own your weird ethos. Weird is a word that's completely subjective. So you can exchange that with unique. You can exchange that with difference. You can exchange that with any of other words that make more sense to you. Uh, The publisher just liked the word weird. And so we put it on a book and it's fine. (laughs) But I do think that you have to highlight those things to stand out in business these days. The big thing here
0: is you don't have to invent something entirely new. If anything, that can be added risk because it means that there might not be a market for it. Jason was taking things that already existed and had clear markets for them, but he put a bit different of a spin or a twist on it. Adding this additional layer of authenticity and honesty to your business means that people who are attracted to it are already your people. Supporting a group of people becomes a lot easier when they are people you genuinely enjoy supporting. So the big thing here is to find the alignment between what you enjoy doing, what makes you unique, and what people are already paying for. Having a totally unique idea isn't a requirement. It just has to feel connected to yourself and your customers or users. So how can you overlap what you enjoy doing with how you can help people meet their own goals? And another part of owning your weird is realizing that sometimes motivations and priorities change. By being in touch with your personal approach to business, it becomes easier to tweak and shift that over time. For my next guess, that actually meant getting a full-time job to work on side projects, rather than feeling pulled to turn those side projects into full-time income. Before we wrap things up, I want to take just a second to talk about Podia. Podia provides all of the tools you need for online courses, downloads, and memberships. But more importantly, they believe in and support people creating those things. Podia really enables people like us to do the work we love. I'm a longtime Podia user, and I've been an advocate of theirs from well before they sponsored the show. My Podia course has directly led to thousands of email subscribers and five figures in revenue. Whether you're an expert developer or creating your first ever digital product, Podia makes it fast and easy to create something that not only looks good, but converts well, too. Creating something out of nothing is hard, but Podia makes creation a little bit easier. And they're offering a lifetime discount of 15% to listeners of the Latitude podcast. To get your discount or just learn a bit more, go to podia.com slash latitude, or there's a link in the show notes. So next week, I'll be talking with Charlie Marie. Charlie is the marketing design lead at the email automation software company ConvertKit. And she's also grown her design-focused YouTube channel to almost 150,000 subscribers. And she always has a wider variety of side projects that are going on too. We talk about the habits and routines needed to make progress on side projects and some of the benefits of going to conferences. If you're interested in that conversation or other conversations with entrepreneurs, product people, freelancers, and creators, hit subscribe to get upcoming interviews and these actionable breakdowns of the interviews. This is also the part of the episode where I'm supposed to ask you to rate and review the show. But rather than that, I really wanna make this as actionable as possible. I really want each episode to have something you can implement right away. So send a tweet, message, email, or carrier pigeon to a friend about the one thing you've learned and how you're going to apply it to your business this week. You can also send your takeaway and any feedback about the podcast directly to me on Twitter at Zavzen. That's Z-A-V-Z-E-N. Links and more are in the show notes at createlatitude.com podcast. And I just want to remind you that you already have the tools you need to create a little more latitude in your day, your business, and your life.